0: Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait
1: and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do.
0: I'm the girl that's gonna save your life.
1: Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy.
0: Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you.
2: Beware, the
0: silence. All righty, we are back for part two of Dr. Mr. No Sleepy Sleepy Time.
2: Not a real doctor. <laughs> he doesn't even have a PhD.
0: Uh, as always, I'm
1: your mistress of evil, Ella Evella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy, and our lovely sailors of horror...
3: Uh, Christopher Shanley. And Josh Henry.
1: Alright, let's dive
0: right on back in where we left off. Yeah. Uh, So, Chris, uh, you were mentioning the fact that we were about to get on to the kidnapping and all this stuff. And we completely skipped the, like, red rum murder decolorant. Yeah.
3: So, So, uh, Danny is introduced to Abra... uh, Seemingly, at the same time, we're introduced. To Abra and he takes it much more in stride than I would have. But he's lived a very different life in that. <laughs> Slightly. Um,
0: the the temptation to now write hello on like with a wife, smiley
3: face in the just, o just
0: randomly and just see like when, when I come over and Chris has like a priest or rabbi. <laughs> but uh, someone's saging the apartment. How you deal with this now is so tempting.
1: No, he first look at his wife and go, "Did you do this? No, I didn't do it. Not me yet." Why would I write hello on the wall? Was Pam here recently? Nope. Nope. Pam's not
0: here.
3: Um, <laughs> they become pen pals of sorts, uh, writing back and forth uh, physically on his wall as a way to psychically communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not,
2: not the Facebook wall, the actual. The,
3: it was literally a wall in his, his apartment. Um, and it's all very casual and friendly um, and very kind of abstract hello- you know, good, how are good you doing? Yeah. Yeah, morning. why aren't you
1: at school? Yeah,
3: morning yeah. and it seems like after one round of messages he wipes off the wall and then there's another round. Until um the third time we see Rose and Crew uh go after someone. You yeah. see uh the first girl is a kill, the second is they turn somebody. Yeah. And the, third, by Andy. the third one is a kill and um
0: that that brutal, brutal fucking scene. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It is
3: probably the most brutal scene in the whole film.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And, oh, definitely, yeah.
3: Um, and and it, it's,
0: it's good, because I, I, like I said earlier, I feel like without that brutality, you, you just go like, oh, they're this kind of group of people, and you can kind of love them because they love each other, and they care about each other, and it's like a family.
2: And then you're like, oh, but wait, they torture and murder children.
0: Right, so
3: the first girl we just never see again. We don't see what happens to her. We just see a missing poster later. The second girl they turn, the first girl we don't have any inclination that she has any shine ability. The second girl they turn because she has a shine ability. Uh,
0: They say she is like a slight shine because she says, What color flower am I holding?
3: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think she meant, yeah, because like Rosie the Hat's
1: like, You have magic too. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Remember, just, I
3: just took that as a. Yeah. Uh, would you like candy, little girl? Like I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. But okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah.
2: No, they they don't kill normal children. Or they call them rube children. Well, to me, that wasn't
3: one hundred percent clear until we get to the baseball player. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, because, which which is a slight problem because you can just take it as her being like, oh, you're magical. Well,
3: because mm-hmm. Violet, to me, it seemed like it was con- uh, just convenience. She just happened upon Rose in the woods. Because we didn't see any pre- premeditation. We didn't see them stalking her like we, we did with like, baseball player. Yeah. They literally scouted him out. Crows,
0: like, I felt him. I yeah, think Crows watching
3: him play baseball. You even have two dads in the in the stands talking about how, man, he can. He never misses a pitch. It's like he he knows what the pitcher's thinking. Yeah. And Crows, like, ears perk up like, delicious. Okay. Yeah, um, but it's it's the murder of this, it's the stalking, kidnapping, and and slow, painful murder of this bit, little boy that causes so much psychic pain for Abra. Um, Abra that she she reaches out, screaming to Danny, "Murder!" Yeah, mm-hmm. and in true Shining fashion, he sees it in the mirror first, but in the mirror because she actually writes "murder" and not "Redrum." He sees it as red rum. Which and I And then I looks love. at the wall and yeah. sees it's murder, but it still has the trademark R backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I was going to say... Um,
3: mm. Sorry, just to finish yeah. that thought. It's not just that she wrote it on the wall. She shatters the wall. Yeah. yeah it's there's that, there's that much emotional and psychic Yeah, like she candy. doesn't
1: she isn't even... It's not
3: writing with chalk. It, the wall erupts yeah. in yeah. the shape of the word murder.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say just to rewind a little bit to the scene of where they're kind of scouting the little boy out. Um, Freaky fact One of the dads Is older Danny Oh like the kid? The actual kid Oh, oh
2: wow That's wow. awesome wow. Yeah and he's
1: actually credit, He's credited in the credits As spectator
0: We were watching something Recently that had uh, Kid Danny From the Shining miniseries oh,
2: he was in Tom and Huck yeah, yeah he's in
0: He's in Tom and Huck
2: thank, Yeah Thank you Disney Plus <laughs> he's the Tom's he's Tom's annoying uh, cousin. That's yeah. That's uh, the oh one he tricks my into god, paint, you're into right. No, no,
0: the one that he lives with. The one like he puts like the spider on top of and every. You are
1: so mm.
2: right. I love yeah, that's that film. that's the kid who played Danny in the miniseries and also uh huh in the Little Rascals. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but we we're like oh um. What what I find interesting is like in the book, uh, their communications are a little bit more. Uh, they happen a bit more, but it's also discussed that, like, uh, she's had night terrors before, where she's, like, woken up screaming.
1: Yeah, and you kind and, of get that feeling with the parents, so they come rushing in, like, oh my god, honey, are you okay? Did you have another nightmare? Yeah, uh, but in the book, Lucy
0: goes in, and it literally discusses how Abra is cold, and just staring into nothing, and just screaming they murdered him, they killed him, they murdered him, they killed him, they murdered him, they killed him. And then, like, comes out of it. And it's like, oh, mommy, did I have a nightmare? And she actually doesn't connect it for, like, a year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, in the book, the timeline's a little different. The baseball boy happens when she's years, younger. years before she meets Danny. Mm-hmm. Not, like, the next week she meets Danny. Hmm. But, like, basically, that's kind of the thing that sets everything into motion. Because, not only, in uh, in the book, not only does that kind of begin the True Knot's aware, awareness of Abra. Because that happens in the book, too, where Rose senses Abra watching. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time she gets wind of her, and she's like, wow, this is really big steam. But she just, she doesn't make it a priority right then. But, it also, when they when they harvest the steam of the baseball boy unbeknownst to them it makes them sick
0: it gives them the measles
2: which does not happen in the movie yeah no yeah, no, uh, they, that's not a thing at all in and,
0: and I, I can like there are certain things that were cut out of the movie um probably for time like like I mean, we discussed like Abra being like Abra and Danny actually being related it's a great thing I, I think it adds a great layer to the story it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same thing with the true knot, like having the measles and the idea of like grandpa flick who does pass away in the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Much the same way.
0: Uh no, he passed away due to the measles. No. Oh no, he just cycles out. You're yeah, right. Because they just, just haven't eaten.
2: Yeah, they didn't have enough steam.
0: Uh, they but, were going
2: through a dry spell.
0: So in the book, uh so the the baseball boy happens, uh and then, uh, Conchetta, who's Momo, that they very quickly mentioned, who's, uh, Abra's great-grandmother, uh, gets very, very sick, so her mom actually leaves to go to Boston. Yeah. So, she kind of, her dad's a writer, because there always has to be some writer in Ep- every Stephen every, King thing. Yeah, one.
1: I was gonna make that comment, of like, <laughs> is there a writer in every Stephen King thing? Yes, there's Pretty much. Not Carrie, though.
2: Not Carrie.
1: Uh, incorrect. The main girl works for the newspaper.
0: Not Carrie, but the one that's trying to help her. So works so. The, Sue works for the newspaper. Oh, <laughs> all right. So there there's is a writer. Always in a every writer. Uh, the but because her dad's writing this book, she goes and gets uh, the paper. Mm-hmm. Like she checks the mail, and there's like the you know daily, like, oh, this ad for this, this ad for this, and as she turns it over, it shows missing kids. It's the have you seen me. Like, have you seen mm-hmm. me? And she sees the baseball boy. Mm. And that's what, like, she throws it away, and then goes back and gets it. And then literally, like, puts her, like, how she kind of does the printout thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, a paper where she puts her fingers on it. Um, and she realizes that, like, Barry was the one that kind of convinced her, like, we're the good guys, and Barry puts on the glove, and she, that's the point where she actually reaches out to Dan. And is like, they buried him here. Because she watches them mm-hmm. go there. Very similar in the way, like, when she does the printout, she kind of can rewatch it. But, like, in the book, she has to, like, watch it multiple times mm-hmm. to, like figure out signs and everything that's what right. she figured out. They buried him with the glove, and these people are coming. But if I can get this glove, I can key in on this one person.
3: Right. You know, so Danny and she had been kind of pen pals until this horrific moment. hmm And Danny's clearly, and with good reason, as alarmed as she is, he asked her who was murdered, and she says baseball boy because she doesn't yeah. have the details yet. And he seemed to kind of want to, like, wash his hands of the whole thing. Like, I I don't want to get involved. Um, but, uh, you know, he is vis- visited by Dick Halloran.
0: Yeah, that's when he gets visited.
3: And, and, you know, Dick says, you can't ignore this. Remember, you know, um, I you, remember you meeting... You owe a debt. Yeah. I remember yeah. meeting a little kid who had an ability he couldn't process and he needed help. And... You, you you literally owe a debt and you need to pay it back
0: yeah, sure you the goes, debt to pay and it goes deeper to like deni
3: well I, I agree uh, and I think it also goes into you know the the you know typical kind of twelve steps of overcoming alcoholism of yeah. of
2: writing past wrongs mm-hmm. you know and, and trying to do good and paying it forward yeah like yeah. If, if if another alcoholic needs you needs your you help. help you right. help yeah. them
0: well i think that's actually what how they prose it in the book mm-hmm. to go to iowa is he goes to john who's also in aa right who's the doctor and says uh, i need somebody to come with me there's like an emergency aa intervention in iowa and he's john's like there's nobody in iowa and dan's just like you need to come with me
3: right yeah. But it's not, it's not just that Dick says, you can't ignore this girl. Dan is still a bit gun shy. Uh, you know, you, you talked about kind of the, the spitfire personality that is Abra. Little girl gets dropped off to school by her parents, watches him drive away, then just leaves, jumps on a bus to go seek out Dan. She yeah. finds him and shows up and says, you can't ignore me. I need help. And these people won't stop. And that's when Dan kind of sighs and says, you're right. If you, if you poke at this hornet's nest one more time, they will find you and they will not stop. See, and that's I will something
0: help. that's different from the book that I didn't dislike was kind of how Abra and Danny interact. Where like, Abra and Danny, uh, eventually they have like a notebook. Much
2: well, they he email, they email,
0: yeah. They email back and forth, and they figure out like a time and place to meet, and then
2: he's like, Please delete all these emails. And like,
0: because he's like, I'm an old 40 year old guy, you're 12, please delete this stuff. Uh, but I well, I, they
3: make the joke twice in the movie once mm-hmm. when they first meet and they're sitting on a park bench to talk, and he's like, Look at this, is inappropriate. She's like, I'm just gonna tell people you're Uncle Dan, yeah, and then. When he first meets her, her dad, yeah. she's now explained to her dad, this is what's going on. Her dad only takes it face value. Your 45-year-old friend just showed up with his buddy, and he comes out, like, ready to kick his ass. Oh, like, yeah. this is my daughter. How dare you? You know?
0: Uh, but, so in the book, like, it's much slower. It's much more, like, gone over, and there are meetings upon meetings. But that was actually something that was very different from the book that I, I had zero issue with because it streamlined a bunch but it also felt super in character of this idea of Abra uh, I was reading something and it is uh, Abra is like a Gen Z to Danny's millennial (laughs) where like the millennials like we've gone through all this shit that we're so like traumatized and Gen Z is just like, yeah, we got hope. Like, we can fight. We can do this. Um, where she hasn't really gone through what Danny has with her shining. So, where Danny, even at age 10, would have been super terrified.
3: Right. Everything about this ability is bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Where she's just like, this is fun. You can hear me. And this is the most exciting thing that's ever
1: happened in my
0: 12 years of life.
3: I can yeah, flip my like, my room upside down and walk on the ceiling like everything. She literally amazing. has a moment where
1: she's kind of like she's look before she looks up the article about the kid. Oh, she's just queuing in on people. She's queuing yeah. in on her classmates and like, "Oh, what are you thinking about?" "Oh, you're mm-hmm. thinking about the guy that likes you." "Oh, you're thinking about the test." "Oh, oh you're, you're thinking, thinking about I'm this. weird cuz I'm staring yeah. at you." Yeah. Right.
4: Uh,
0: yeah, so she she has zero reason to be scared of The Shining. She doesn't even know what it's called. Yeah. She well, has no... Was,
3: you know, I'm sorry to, to not knowing what it's called. I I, I didn't dawn on me until watching Dr. Sleep because I just... At this point, it's ubiquitous. It's called The Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or The Shine. Um, but that is just what Dick's name for it was.
2: And his grandma's name.
3: And yes. Uh, but to have a whole group of characters call it Steam or maybe not the shining itself because they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to suck the, the escaping life force out of people, but they, different they don't ever use the term shine or shining. Yeah. They, they yeah. for them it's everything is steam. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, well of course there would be different names for whatever this is based on your life experience or in who first group. exposed you to it or, or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's funny. So like they were, like you said, they referred to it as the steam. Um, I noticed on the cover of the book, you guys, obviously you've had the book in your apartment because like, you're reading it. Josh go. is currently holding it. Um, I was like, huh, I wonder why the picture of it is smoke. I was like, is there something, is there a fire, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, looking at the cover, thinking it's smoke. It's but steam. But it's steam, because it's literally what the true not steals from these kids with the Shining. Well, that's what they call it. That's, yeah. Where'd
2: and you... And they call people who have the Shining steam heads.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. And everybody else is called a rube.
3: Yep. Which is a very old, you know, antiquated phrase. Well,
2: to be fair, they are like thousands of years old. Right. They haven't picked up a lot of new slang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But uh, I I really enjoy how they kind of deal with the idea of Danny not wanting to get involved in it. Dick being like, you owe a debt. Uh, And...
3: And then she shows up and is like, yeah, so what are we? what's step two? Step one was, hey, we met. <laughs> so what's step two?
0: Yeah, what? it's really interesting because, uh, like, well, you can piece this together in the book. Uh, he calls the true not the empty devils. Mm. Yeah. And then says, it all comes back around Danny. Which and is Lily foreboding. Who's go- that?
2: Dick?
3: Yeah,
0: which is foreboding going back to the Overlord. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and he also they also he also has the line the the ma- when the student is ready the master will appear, kind of thing. Mm. He he says that when he's talking to Danny at the beginning of the book, and then he says it in their conversation later when he after he's already dead.
3: Always two there are a master yes. and an apprentice.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get into this idea of the people coming to get Abra.
2: Real, real quick just a side note because it popped into my head we were talking about how they call everyone rubes. Mm-hmm. I really wish Stephen King would have leaned more into the fact that they don't pick up new slang and they're just walking around being like are we gonna go play jacks down at the soda fountain supposing I stop supposing on this <laughs> transatlantic <laughs> flight and you know and they just like think they're perpetually stuck in the 20s that would have been great
0: okay I, I also wanted to bring up one other thing about this book uh, not so much the movie, but the book. Um, so the book, it's uh they all live in these RVs, and the idea is most of them look in their mid forties, if not older.
2: And
3: they and they yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned Grandpa Flick, yeah, who's played by uh, the same character actor who played uh, Lurch in the Adams Family film. and
0: he's uh, also the Moonlight Man in Gerald's Game as well. Mm-hmm. Mike oh. Flanagan. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's, he's also in Mike Flanagan. He's
3: in Twilight Zone. Or not yeah. Twilight Zone. He's in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, he's in Twin Peaks.
3: Yes. I um, was like,
0: you're like Twilight Zone. I'm like, I believe it. Sure. No,
3: yeah, he's in Twin Peaks. Um, Both the original and the, the sequel Yeah, series.
0: he's
3: uh. The... Man in the Moon. I, I don't I'm the name like. I like, he's, 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 he's the tall good, man. I think the I tall, he's. Yeah, he's called I the
1: was tall like, man. He's uh, the
3: good backward speaking guy. Yeah. In uh, the the Black Lodge.
0: Mm-hmm. Not the evil backward right. speaking. What, there, Instead of the there little there person,
3: he's the really tall one.
0: Because mm-hmm. trust tall don't trust short. Well,
3: that got really. I don't know. Heightist. Um But I guess so. Yeah. So uh so Abra is now connected with Danny. Oh Danny's well like, I just want to go back oh, to this one point.
0: Yeah. Uh so but they talk about how they wear these kitschy shirts.
2: Like ask me about my grandkids. And... Yeah, and and uh
0: <laughs> like uh Grand Rapids Springs, the best fun you'll never have and all this stuff. And so we're we're reading this uh I, we're coming home, we're making dinner, Josh is reading a little bit of it and he's like, Fuck, I forgot eggs. Can you go grab me eggs? We live like, one and a half blocks away from a Ralph's. So I was like, yeah, sure. Throw my wallet, throw my, like, house keys, and I'll just walk down. You finish cooking dinner. And I turn into the lot to go to the Ralph's, and there was a giant RV. Oh, God. In the lot. And I honestly, like, <laughs> almost peed myself a little.
2: Well, leave it to Stephen King to take something totally innocuous and make it terrifying. Yeah. Well, like it was topiary animals.
0: Like people who ride across Why? the country in Why? RVs. Why did you have to bring a topiary
1: animals? Why, Josh?
0: Why?
2: This couple gets attacked by a lamp monster. <laughs> <laughs> You're not uh, even trying
1: anymore. Fuck those topiaries. <laughs> fuck them.
0: Fuck them. Fuck them. Thank you. But it was. Just, I mean, I'd rather just...
2: not. That sounds like that would chafe. <laughs> not chafe. You just get so many cuts and stickers and. <laughs> Oh, what, what
3: is The
0: word stickers, in my brain went to go. What goat if it goes heads. in your urethra? Uh, oh just... God! Well,
3: to your you, to your point about wearing like outdated clothes. It heads. reminded me of uh, Jim Carrey's early film Once Bit in the Vampire movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. you have yeah. a an, uh, very similarly yeah. a, an elder uh, female vampire is the queen of the yeah. c- the den of vampires, mm-hmm. but the two young clearly she fed on them and turned them into vampires because. They were dumb, attractive young guys. Yeah. They're wearing Civil War uniforms all the time because yeah. that's what they were wearing when they died, and they <laughs> think that's the height of fashion.
0: Yeah, but it's this idea that they literally, like, they are they are described as they're the RVs that you hate. They go 45 at 60, and they're everybody you see at these, like, cheesy restaurants and all this stuff. And, and there's, all like, the
2: pit stops.
0: And, and it's, it's literally, like, a chapter... Describing how the True Knot runs as, like, this innocuous group that, like, you never notice and you never look at.
1: The RV families.
0: Yeah. And the issue is, I don't think I've ever been to this Ralph's where there hasn't been an RV.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: there's the back lot of the Ralph's. Yeah. Super open. You can park there. Uh, We we live in a pretty, like, safe, easy community, but it's also right at the highway. So, like, we have RVs in our area all the time. I don't care. But, like, he was reading it to me, and I just turned the corner, and it was, like, a Rose the Hat style giant fucking RV. (laughs) And in the doorway was this, like, 19-year-old girl in a t-shirt and real short shorts and I, she like looked at me and like smiled, and I legitimately <laughs> was so
1: fucking terrified. You're like, nope. And Thanks, I, I, King.
0: I realized in my head it was probably just some 19 year old or like you know maybe younger who probably got dragged out by her family on this trip or is having a trip with friends or whatever. But this girl with long ass legs. And long hair and a t-shirt and shorts, who looked a little too much like Rose the Hat for me, mm. waving at me from an RV, caused me to pee myself just a little bit. Just, <coughs> just, a, just a drop or two. But I was so just like, nope, 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 nope.
3: <laughs> Well, if I'm going to show my age a little bit, um, when it comes to RVs, I knew uh, ever since Near Dark came out, <gasps> never trust an RV. Near Dark, if anyone hasn't yep. seen that, uh, came out in 1987, stars Bill Paxson, Lance Henriksen, Adrian Pasdar, directed by Academy Award winner Catherine fucking Bigelow. Wait,
1: really? Yeah. Oh, and that the, film is such a... a...
3: score by Tangerine I've Dream. never seen
1: this film, so I see oh, we do Oh, this is it. the most, oh. like,
3: hardcore redneck vampire movie.
0: I, I don't know if we Lance can do Lance
3: Henriksen it. has the best line. But
0: female director, though. It has a female director.
3: James Cameron's ex-wife, who went on to win an Academy Award.
0: But,
2: for The Hurt Locker.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: But it, it it's it's just it's a it's bro vampire hunters. But that's the, the only way.
2: But to the,
3: describe the, it. the key the key thing is you, you get Bill Paxton and Lance Hen- Henriksen as these gory hardcore redneck vampires. Lance Henriksen towards towards the end of the film, like for like the, the you don't think the heroes can can win this in any way, and Paxton is covered in gore and entrails and Henriksen is just looking at them and they're like how old are you, fucks? And he's like, let's put it this way we fought in the Civil War we lost. And then he, they just dive at them.
0: It's
3: amazing. Wow. Yeah, near dark, never trust a man in an RV. Sorry.
0: Accurate, accurate. Uh, so let's, let's get on to the kidnapping framework. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the setup for both the book and the movie are very similar. In um, the book, it's they uh, there's the tiny town, teen, teen town, the, mm-hmm. yeah, and you you very briefly see the train,
2: the hill in Rivington,
0: uh, which you later find out actually goes to like this lookout point, hmm. and comes back. So in Yeah. gap, yeah. Cloud Gap. So they decide in the book they're going to take it all the way up to Cloud Gap, and that's where they're going to convince the people that are watching uh, to go. Also, in the book, it's only Crow Daddy, Andy, Snakebites, Barry, and uh, Walnut. Walnut. So there's only four people that go with. And as Wal-
2: Walnut's like the Doctor.
0: Yeah. Uh, and- Not
2: Doctor Sleep, mind you and
0: in the accountant
2: an actual medical doctor Jimmy Numbers
0: Jimmy Numbers so there's there's five people uh, but also mm-hmm. like in the movie version which I get like you just want to put it as like okay there's ten people in the true knot instead of thirty cause you need like a hundred pages to deal with the inner turmoil of the true knot
3: you're talking about when they, they first come for her Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. the shootout well, happens. So, yeah, so, uh, sorry, not to interject. Yeah. Uh, before that, there's actually, an, I thought, an interesting thing is Danny, and maybe the motivations I'm misremembering, needs... No, sorry, it's not that he needs proof. He needs her help to track them, and therefore, he needs to go and find the body of the kid.
0: That's he right. She brings, She's brings the one.
3: Billy with him.
0: She's the one that says...
3: I
1: can track I, them. I can track them because... Uh, yeah, because that's right. He says, she's like, I can track them. I just need the baseball mitt. Right, yeah.
3: because Danny's like, look, at, they will ne- never stop. They will come yeah. for you, so we got to get ahead of this. And she says, I can track them if I get the baseball glove. Mm-hmm. But Danny doesn't want to do this alone, so he just lays it all in Billy's lap. And Billy's like, hey, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. And he says the equivalent of, and I'm paraphrasing, there's two... Two options here: one, my best friend is batshit crazy, or two, all of this is true and holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it,
2: and it's like, and that's worse.
3: Yes, yeah, and it's worse. Yeah. worse if it's true.
0: And in the book, it's uh, the doctor John who he has a very similar scene too. That's very quickly put in the movie where he just mentions this random guy where your watch is at.
2: Right, which is how he gets his, his
3: job
0: yeah. at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: the movie they basically combined Barry or Billy's character with John and his sp- and, mm-hmm. and his sponsor in the book, Casey. They basically merged those three into one character, which now, makes we sense. We still we still see John for a scene, yeah,
0: but uh, but
2: he but he's a much bigger part in the book, and in that. All the things that we see Billy do in the movie are basically spread out amongst three different characters. But so in
3: that sequence, three we were able to establish three things. One is that they get the gloves, so they're able to track. Mm-hmm. Um, two, Billy is now an ally. He's fully on board. And three, mm-hmm. we, we start to see that the communication path between Danny and Abra is now stronger. She's actually manifesting in the back seat of the car. Yeah, yeah. Billy can't right. see her, but Danny can see her. They're talking about which
0: I late. liked because, uh, like I said, so it's John going out with them. They actually like fly out and do this yeah. whole thing. And even though John's a doctor, like he can't. They did a, it, the way it's described uncovering the baseball boy is deeply graphic in the book and deeply unsettling.
2: It was they they did it pretty well in the movie. I yeah, thought. it's not yeah, the graphic, worms. But it, it's it's and, and you it's see it's it's both you see both of them just like vomiting. Oh, they, yeah, they've vomit yeah, obviously.
0: But you get this mm-hmm. idea because uh, that was one thing I was kind of thinking about in the book, where like in the book, Avon Danny, it's it's just kind of like walkie talkies. Yeah, mm. like there's he doesn't see her.
1: He
3: ever.
0: Well, no, like, when they're talking, it's, it's legitimately like... Just
3: voices. Just
0: voices. So I was kind of like, how the fuck are they going to do this? So I like the idea that, like, it's shown to see her. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's cleaner. I mean, you could have cut... I guess you could have done the, the VO and then cut to show her, like, and cut back talking, and forth. But yeah. I think that would get really awkward.
1: Yeah, yeah but so I, I, I enjoyed of, that. Yeah, that they put her in the back seat. Because yeah. you kind of mentioned the comment of, like, you're not supposed to be here. Just like, I know. But yeah, well, it's and,
3: and they 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 do that both ways. When she's kidnapped at one point, he appears where she is.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get the idea that uh, definitely Danny and Abra's connection is getting stronger. He is going to get this glove for it, whether it be Billy or be John. The idea is that Danny now has people that believe him.
3: Yeah, he's got it. He's forming his own group,
0: mm-hmm. and which is which is very very important. That I I will admit is a big. Thing I did not like about the movie uh, which we'll get to in a minute but it is a big thing about the idea that by the end of the book Danny has a family it, it may not be like by blood or by choice but he has a, a good core family that supports him and loves him and knows everything about him Mm-hmm. Like the good and the bad. And that I feel like is really important to story, which you don't really get. Uh but so in the movie, just everybody ends up going. Pretty much like uh grandpa Flick cycles out. Mm-hmm. They realize there's You're talking this,
2: about all of the true knot goes yeah. to get goes to Abra, get Abra. except for Rose. Yeah. I wanna because say there's like six Six yeah, because there's there Snakebite Andy, Barry... There's two
0: chicks that don't fit in any actual description.
2: It could be Big Mo. No. They don't have any lines. Or, or
0: Cause none Silent
2: of the, Sari. Because
0: there's two girls. And neither one them fit the like description of Silent Sari... Or Big Mo, or Apron Annie.
2: Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't really spend a lot of. They did The only. It literally
0: looked like they were like, "Who are four attractive extras we can put in slightly gypsy clothing?"
2: Yeah, the only characters they named in the movie were Barry, uh, Snakebite Andy, Crow, Crow and, and Rose. And Rose. Those are the and Grandpa Flick. Those are the only yeah. ones they actually named. All the other fun, colorful, vaguely racist names that uh, Stephen King gave them uh
1: but also
0: i my one kind of thing that i thought was weird was like in the book uh they're varying ages they're varying ethnicities um like because the idea is like when you take in steam and you saw it in the thing like grandpa flick where like his beard got darker and mm -hmm. stuff like that so when you breathe in steam you get younger Mm -hmm. so in being part of the true Knot, you could theoretically live forever but it, after you've taken the scene, you start to yeah. age again.
1: Rose makes the comment when she converts Snake by Andy yeah. of live live long, eat well. Yeah. If you eat well... We never you, said
0: you were immortal.
1: Yeah. She's like, well, because yeah, it's a scene when Grandpa Flick dies, and she's like, but you said we were immortal. And she's like, no. Who told you that? I never said anything like that. I said, live long, eat well. Yeah. And we're not eating right now.
2: And of course, we find out that if you get shot in the face... You die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can still right.
0: die via natural causes. Yeah, or yeah. Like, so not uh, that, getting
2: shot in the face isn't
3: natural. Well, so that's, that's a good. I segue. don't know. For
0: some fuckers, it is. That's yeah. a
3: good segue. So now that we have the baseball glove, Abra can track them, and so they lay a trap because yeah, yeah. She, they she can track them, but she's uh, we glossed over this, but she's taken multiple actions that have given Rose a reason to come seek her out. Right. She, so she, she's yeah. in she's grocery poking. Store, that is amazing. She's poking she's the poked bear. She's poking the bear. Yeah. There's an amazing scene in a grocery store where Abra actually starts out seemingly jumping into Rose's body. On accident.
0: Mm -hmm. She's
3: got the perspective of Rose's POV um, while she's pushing a shopping cart in a grocery store. And then she's, you know, kind of takes a step back and can see from a third-party perspective like what Rose is doing. But then she appears in a, like, a freezer door. And Rose sees her and says, I can see you. And they're interacting. And then... She pushes Rose back repeatedly, and Rose is like taunts her back, and then she shatters the freezer door and shoves her not once but twice across yeah. the floor. Mm-hmm. That was and a Rose...
2: really cool shot. Too. And
3: yeah. then Rose yeah. goes to Crow Daddy and says, "Okay, I thought she was strong. I was wrong. She is really strong. We need to eat her."
0: Yeah, and then they have the scene later where Rose tries to travel into her, and that scene's actually really, really cool in the book because uh, she's. Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, so in the book, uh, she kind of sets a trap, well, and so she shows herself like you know, sorry, and it was weird. She had purple hair and no eyes. Well, she
2: she basically yeah. So uh,
0: I I didn't know what the fuck that was, but uh, in the book, I, I uh,
3: so there's a, a visual cue in the movie. So inter- was it cipher? Uh, it, I I don't know why this was the case like if there is a reason for this but in her bedroom there was a poster on her wall of to me what looked like a superhero or something equivalent of a girl with blue hair
0: Uh, so it's actually teal and her name is cypher from ruby
3: Okay, but
1: yeah, it's okay, R-U-W-B-Y there were, there were of, of a, a, and a hero T. character
3: that she identified as a powerful woman. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which we've actually watched.
3: So, okay, so in, yeah, the, Ruby, yeah. So yeah. in the book, it's, yeah. the
2: same, it's the same kind of thing, but in the book, she sees herself more like Daenerys Targaryen. Okay. That's actually okay. What, they, what, they, what she names. So instead, in the book, she shows up and she's riding a fucking horse and she's got a... A lance. A lance, and she's just like charging at her and it... And but the, the same thing still happens where her hand gets trapped and it gets mangled,
0: right? Which also, I, can we have a Mike Flanagan film you uh. without somebody's hand getting fucked up? I no. thought she was
3: gonna fucking de-glove her
2: whole hand.
1: I fucking love that scene so I was,
0: much. I because we we uh. we'd seen it. I, I'd read that scene before. Like we got to see the movie. Uh, but I didn't really think of it super deeply, especially in terms mm-hmm. of Mike Flanagan. And then when it started to happening, I was like, you know how people would joke know, Quentin Tarantino has like a foot fetish?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm starting to convince Mike Flanagan has a thing for like blood and hands.
3: It's like
2: mutilating hands.
3: It? I yeah, don't so...
0: know, because it's interesting. It's happened three times, guys. It's happened three times. So Gerald, well, is, that, um, so is that Hush.
2: Hush, right.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know. Hush. I was gonna say, if it's Gerald's game and it's Doctor Sleep, maybe that's just a Stephen King thing.
1: <laughs> no, it's in Hush too. It's also in Hush.
3: I'm not familiar with Hush, but
2: um,
0: you would like watch Hush it.
2: Actually. It's very.
3: It's
1: good. really good. I, it's, I'd rewatch it's it. All the same style. It's of literally the skin being pulled. Yeah, or? it's the skin pulled back. It's the skin it's being the same pulled back.
0: Makeup artist. I know it.
1: Oh, but. It's
3: so but so beautiful. you're right. So uh, we have a progression of. Um, Abra lays oh. a psychic trap for Rose yeah, yeah. first, and that's where we get the first indication of what it's like Their inside mind the head. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and for her, it's her safe place. It's her bedroom, yeah. but it's also a filing cabinet or a series of filing mm-hmm. cabinets. Yeah. And Rose thinks she's in control, but has not yeah. realized that she's been lulled into this false sense of trap. security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a recurring theme for. for that Rose, Rose right. underestimates a, uh, Abra. Abra, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and how fucking aggressive Abra is. <laughs>
0: Which goes back to the whole Jack Torrance thing of real interest is uh, Jack Torrance was a writer before he, before the things about The Shining happened, he was a writer, he was a professor, he got his master's before the age of 25. Jack Torrance, before Booz kind of took over, was an impetuous, intelligent, driven man. Well,
3: and before we jumped on this podcast, uh, we were actually talking about the idea that maybe Jack, given his propensity to interact with the ghosts in The Shining, that maybe he himself had The Shining. And that also lends itself to the idea that in the book, that Danny and... had
1: sex with... Yeah, Danny and Amber
3: are actually biologically linked through Jack. That it's a familial thing that The Shining has been passed down from generation to generation. And Jack didn't know he had the Shining until he was introduced to the Overlook being kind of this font of psychic energy. Well, you energy. can even well,
0: say, because uh, they don't give a whole lot of backstory, there is a possibility that maybe Jack felt things. Right. Felt things that made him uncomfortable. Felt things that made him feel stressed out. Caught blips. Uh, I know, like... Well, uh, go on, Josh. I, I was going to say, it
2: could also be that Because Jack Torrance had such a horrible upbringing with his super abusive father, it's possible that he literally repressed all of his shining because his dad used to beat him so viciously, and maybe his dad beat him because he didn't understand what his son was doing. And then Jack, you're being a witch. Yeah, like yeah, and then Jack just repressed all that shit. And just pretended like it never happened, or or you know he had such severe PTSD that he just like forgot. He put and, it in his own. He put it in his own lockbox.
3: Well, and you know? and
0: that even goes with why he's so uncurled about Danny showing anything.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's a very good point. And it seemingly, if it gets stronger with each subsequent generation, because Danny clearly was very strong in it, and now uh, uh, Abra is very strong in it. Maybe he wasn't quite as strong, and you have also mentioned, Josh, that as you get older, it starts to wane a bit. Mm-hmm. So by the time we get to the Overlook, maybe it's, as far as he's aware, that was like a weird dark period of my childhood that either I've forgotten or I'm like, ah, but, I haven't had an episode in a long time.
0: But it's, it's kind of the idea of, like, as your child, the door is wide open, and as you're adult, it gets closed more. Well, but that doesn't mean something can't. Put their foot in the door. Where where Wendy. The door was never open. The door is sealed shut. You can't do anything.
2: One last thing to tack on to that. Jack Torrance was drunk the entire time before they went to the Overlook. Right. So, and we know from Danny that drinking dulls the Shining. So it's possible Jack had oh. the Shining the whole time. Huh. And as soon as he stops drinking, it comes back. Yeah, in his interview, he's
3: like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, being I mean, sober, you know.
2: But he's only been sober for, it. like, what, four months at that
3: yeah. point? Yeah, it's a, it's a short period. He's like, I'm turning over a new leaf, I love the isolation, I want to finish my book. And then as soon as yeah. he gets
2: to a place that is rife with shining material, right, it comes back, and it comes back hard, and it try and it succeeds. Right.
0: Yeah, and they discuss the fact that Jack's never been a particularly sober person. Mm-hmm. In, like, mm-hmm. his entire... And, I mean, they bring it up even more in this, where he... Lily slept with because the idea is Lucy's mom was like a underclassman of his. Yeah, he yeah. was a professor and she was she was
2: she was like studying a student under her. Yeah, she was a student teacher. Yeah.
0: So and he slept with her and then moved back home. Yeah. So obviously he's never been sober, and like I said, they even discuss how uh, Lucy has a temper. Mm-hmm. They stuff about that. Nobody fights when Lucy gets angry. Nobody argues, which is a straight Jack Torrance thing,
3: yeah. and a Danny thing that we saw when he yeah. was drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um,
0: hers is she's still sober. Like, there's the idea like Lucy, like got her shit together. Uh, the point is like her mom dies when she's four in a drunk driving accident, where she was with somebody else who was drunk,
2: and she might have been drunk too.
0: Yeah. But nobody cares about the dead girl and their blood alcohol. So-
2: well,
3: if we want... Sorry. If we want to lean heavily into this, we see both in the movie, both of Abra's parents being confronted with the idea that my child has this ability.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Dad's response is, well, I'm going to have four fingers of scotch. It's shaking the whole time. And that's about all I can do with this. Mm-hmm. Mom's response is, wow. Okay. That that that's incredible, honey. She just kind of she does. I won't say takes it in stride, but she's accepting of it way faster than Dad is.
1: She is, and she also actually kind of uses tries to use her ability for personal gain.
3: In the movie, the mom
1: does. How so? She asks her, "Is Moma going to survive this one?"
3: That's true. Oh, I wouldn't call that personal gain. I well, no, I'm not personal she's gain. About her no, better, but yeah. it's. Right.
1: It's, I'm not personal
0: gain. Personal gains. You also see that in The Shining, where uh, Jack is very like, I don't know if I believe this, and Wendy is like, Did your daddy get the job? And mm-hmm. like
1: stuff like that,
0: where there there's a very strong feeling of the mom being like,
1: Is accepting this of it? Can is this working? Uh, Can it, we? It's
0: it's also kind of it, it's not particularly implicitly said, but it, it is in the book uh, that Conchetta uh, Momo. Has The Shining as well. Which might be the reason why Abra is so powerful. Because she gets mm. it from both sides. Because it's both mm. sides of her family. Mm. Of her mom and her dad. Both have it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like that perfect storm.
0: Um, where, like, you know, there is a scene where when, pretty much, uh, Lucy's up in, uh, Boston when Abra gets kidnapped. And John doesn't tell her. Yeah.
2: You mean Dave.
0: Dave her, doesn't her tell her until they get, until she's safe. Then he goes up and tells her. And she's just, where the fuck is my kid? Where the fuck is my daughter? I don't give a fuck. It's, this is my kid. I don't give a shit if she shines. I don't give a shit if she's helpful. It's my kid. Yeah. Which kind of goes back into, uh, the, the duel out in both the movie and the thing are very similar. In uh, the book. In, yeah, the book.
2: Until Our, the end.
0: Until the end. Uh, and in the end, uh, so first of all, like we said, there's Billy and in the book, there's Billy, John, and Um, uh, They all survive. They all survive. And in the movie, they decide to just kill them all. Yep. Kill Billy and, and kill, kill the Dab. And I, I really don't get why those choices were made. I don't feel like they helped. Um, maybe for a sense of isolation. Th- I think
3: that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think it, they needed, to, they wanted to whittle it down to the only people involved in this final fight are Rose, Danny, and Abra.
0: But I, I think the thing I like so much about the book of this is, uh. The helplessness of the other parties.
2: You mean like mom and dad? and
0: Mom and dad and Billy and Dave and John. Well, jo- not
2: helpless. He helps a lot in the final fight. He,
0: he does. But this idea of like having a daughter and like knowing your daughter's about to go fight pretty much like El Diablo.
1: Yeah. And, and there's actually you can do.
0: I feel like, for me, that's a little bit more, like, gut-wrenching, and a little bit more, like, hard to deal with, and makes the stakes higher, of the idea of your friend watching you, or your your parents watching you. Like, in the book, in the end, uh, when the final fight comes, like, it's really John and Dave just holding back Lucy. As Abra's twitching on the ground and passing out, and they they can't. There's there's nothing they can do. Yeah. There's there's nothing. They they don't have the shining. They're not powerful. There's, and I feel like that's so much more, like emotional, than just like, no, nah, dad, dead, best friend, dead. Guess we're gonna go fight this alone, little girl. Then like, why
2: is Danny from <laughs> Arkansas? <laughs> Why isn't Danny from Arkansas?
0: Then, just like they can't help, you know they can't help.
3: Um, I, I I don't know. I, having Abra physically present in the end fight, I find cleaner than I, she's I there agree with psychically that. only.
0: But I feel like you could have still done that with keeping the dad alive.
3: Yeah, I don't think, and in fact. To me, it wasn't 100% clear that he was dead until the second time you see the body. Yeah, you see like, the, oh, there's a knife in his chest. And yeah. a pool of blood. Around yeah. Him. The first time you're like, oh, as they're leaving, he's in the background on the floor. You're like, they could have knocked
2: him out, I hope. Uh, yeah. They, well, they drug... Because Crow Daddy drugs her, and you're like, oh, he might have drugged him, too. Right. Because um,
0: that's what happens in the book, is uh, he Billy sees... Billy gets drugged. He sees mm-hmm. Billy, he drugs Billy.
2: Well... Drives let's,
0: Billy in, gets Abra, drugs Abra, takes Abra.
2: Well, let, let's let's be clear. In the book, the shootout happens. It's only a few of the True knot, but it's only it's uh, it's John, Dave, Abra's dad, and Danny involved yeah. in the shootout. Mm-hmm. Billy is not involved in the shootout because Billy is on stakeout duty at Abra's house.
0: He's pretty just watching her, making
2: yeah. sure she's safe. In the book. But the same thing happens where Crow Daddy separates from the rest of the group and he goes into Abra's house. The thing is he, he's, he knocks out Billy with the, with the sedative and then goes and gets Abra. But no one's in the house with Abra.
0: Yeah. but and, it, it just and like he
2: kidnaps Billy and Abra and yeah. uses Billy as like a way to get Abra to behave by being like, "Do what I say or I'll fucking kill your friend."
0: But I, I feel like just the death of Billy and the death of her dad felt lazy. For me, it, it, it felt like lazy writing. It felt like they were like, oh yeah, we have these two characters. Uh, where do we go with them? How, how do we make it work? I don't know. Murder the bitches. Like, it, it, it just felt like they they didn't know how to work the character of Dave or Billy into the finale.
3: Killing Dad didn't seem like it was needed at all because, I mean, Mom is still alive and she's completely removed from the rest of the plot because...
0: She's in Boston. She's already yeah. on the
3: road and she calls Mom to say I love you and then throws the phone out the window to make sure nobody could follow her. So you could have done the same thing with Dad. Uh, killing Billy, I think, was important because... Um, it, it isolates Danny, it removes his only friend, and it gives, now Now he has someone or something that he's lost. Like, okay little girl, I've only known for like a, a week, I'm trying to protect you because that's the right thing to do and because the ghost of my mentor told me to. But holy shit, my, my best friend just murdered himself against his will in front of me I kind of hate Rose too now.
0: I would have agreed with that if we saw any of that.
3: Yeah,
2: true.
0: We saw no reaction to Billy's death. Billy was was
3: upset in the moment.
2: And and he does have the thing where he goes and he grabs the bottle of whiskey and he's going to drink it. Yeah, but
0: there's never a scene. Well, that's when Abra gets taken. Yeah. Yeah, There's never a scene at the end with, with Rose where he's like, fuck you, you killed my best friend or anything. It literally felt like Billy was a intro character piece for a while. Yeah. So
2: it, it's funny how you have this this journey with they have Dan and his ride or die crew, and it's not only is it not a thing they give him a, a third of it, and then it dies before the actual like plan starts. It, yeah. it feels kind of it feels weird to depart that much from the essence of the story when the Especially when the rest of it, up to that point, was spot on. Well, also That was like, like the first big divergence from I, the book.
0: I, I feel like I mentioned this earlier when we were discussing uh, The Ray Showman. You could have never had Billy in the storyline, and it would have had the same effect. You could have had Danny alone, digging up the body. Would have had the same effect. Because the fact that Billy dies so quickly...
2: And with no fanfare. And
0: with no fanfare... It makes kind of everything he did before that, of being there with Danny, doing this, it kind of null and voids itself because suddenly he's not a character, he's a player piece. He, he He's a character you put in a scene, so there's another character in that scene. But at the end of the movie, did Billy really have, like, besides making Danny do things... Besides being like, I'm going to take you to L.A. I'm going to put you in a place. I'm going to come with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, He never did anything that was Billy. But there is nothing about Billy, about his past, his character, his motives, nothing. He isn't a character. He's a thing to have Danny talk to.
3: Uh, I mean, yeah.
0: Which I think really is I mean, so he's, sad.
3: He's, he's set up as uh, a selfless person who wants to help, which is why in all of his scenes he's just helping Danny.
4: mm
3: mm-hmm. um, But, I mean, you're not wrong. He is a, he is a plot vehicle. Um, yeah. How do we get Danny from point A to point B when he doesn't own a car? How do we Billy. give Danny a gun Billy. in a shootout? Yeah. Um, we need Danny, so if, if the core message for Abra at the end of the movie is, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, is um, not only don't hide from your abilities, but don't hide your abilities from other people. This is Danny, for the first time in probably 30 years, if not more, or if ever, other than Dick, is revealing to somebody, I have this ability, and I'm sure you're freaked out, me too, and I've been living with it for my whole life, is that, is he reveals it. I mean, he, there's a moment earlier where he reveals it to the doctor a little bit, and that's why he gets his hospice job. He, but this is where he's like, no, no, not only do I have this ability, we're going to go dig up the body of a little boy because that's what this ability leads you to. It's just death and misery.
0: But I, and I, Billy's I,
3: like, I'm here for it, let's do it.
0: I just feel like that, that the part of it was so rushed. For, like, the connection of the familiar, because I know, like, we, we have this conversation all the time, Ash. Like, mm-hmm. you are Moose, I am Squirrel, you are Sam, I am Dean. we are Harley, I am Ivy. You're my chosen sisterhood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like, we, we have M, we have Halls, we have Liz, we have a really powerful sisterhood.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,. Uh, and, and you get this idea from, like, the Shining, or from no, uh, Dr. Sleep from the book. Uh, Danny finds that. He finds that family. He finds it in AA. He finds it in his job. He finds it with Abra of this family. hmm And I feel like taking that away from him, it, it just feels cheap. Because the idea is, by the end of it, not only is it his actual niece, but it's these people he cares about protecting for the first time in his fucking adult life. And that's the reason why he's going to stop Rose the Hat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not just because she's going after this one kid because, fuck, she might kill my sister, my half-sister, or my friend, or this, or she might come after any one of us. So I gotta do this, rather than being like how you said, yeah, kid. I met you a week ago, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go lay down my life for you now that my one best friend that I've uh, seen three times in the last six years is Jed.
3: Yeah, no, honestly, I think the the way the film frames it is if Dick didn't visit him, uh, he would not have done any anything yeah. at all. Are you? Get? It's it's Dick going. Here's your uh, your your post life guilt trip.
0: You because Danny the... would have
3: just washed his hands of the whole thing.
0: And Josh, I like your opinion on this. In the book, I feel like he, he still would have made the same decisions. It just might have taken longer. Yeah. What about you, Ash? Because we were talking about this a little bit earlier.
1: Um, yeah. I think I'd agree with that. But I also, like, I kind of liked the idea of uh, Andy Snakebite making Billy kill himself.
0: Really? Okay, uh, l- let's go into this, because I fucking hate it, and I love it when we disagree.
1: So, I I agree and I disagree with what you were saying. Okay. Because I would have liked it to be more... I would have liked his death to have more of an impact on Danny versus just, well, shit. Oh, my, God. Five my best friend later. Do- 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 yeah, I'm fine now. It's all fine. My best friend killed him. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but... I did kind of, like, like watching that scene in the moment, I was like, oh my god, his best friend just fucking killed himself because Andy told him to. This bitch told him to. Holy fucking shit. And then to have, you know, Danny react in the moment, I'm like, oh my god, my best friend just fucking killed himself in front of me because this bitch. I, how do I deal with this? Oh my god, oh my god. I'm fine now. Like, that I did not like. Well, did, I would- I did like them killing him off, and so suddenly, i just kind of having that, like, not did, having- again, not having read the book, so I had no idea about, like- you, this character- did, Yeah. Did
0: you take it as, like, because you are saying you liked it, I think, and you kind of like that, where he's like, okay, I'm fine now. Did you take it as kind of that, that, uh, I couldn't use terminology, like, we do, of that Dean-esque-ness of, like, I'm fucking fine, it's fine, I don't fucking care, I'm just gonna go fucking kill this person- where it's, it's that kind of, like, burying the pain. She just be like, fine, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna deal with that. My best friend kill himself. I'm just gonna focus on killing this bitch.
1: Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, but again, though, I would have liked to have seen him kind of...
0: Wrestle with it.
1: Wrestle with it. Of just kind of, like, well, fucking shit. My best friend just died. How do I, how do I deal with this? You know? But... It, it, it's tough.
0: Uh, it's, it's... I feel like that middle part is problematic. Then we get to the ending of both movies, uh, that I, I love
1: and I hate for different reasons. So, in the movie we literally come back to the overlook and it is still standing because Kubrick did not blow it up.
0: I'm still convinced that at some point, yes, this is a spoiler, welcome to Spoilers, Spoilers that, like, when Stephen King was brought into, like, some, like, meeting and they were like, we want to make Doctor sleep he was like, overlook
2: Boom. Walks out.
0: Yeah, and it, it was just like, that was like his big thing. He's like, before we discuss
1: anything, the I'm Overlook must go this booth. hotel.
3: We gotta blow this shit up.
1: Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so we arrive back at the Overlook in the movie, and then, So you know, in, in the
0: movie, uh, it's
1: treated as
0: uh, Abra's father's been killed, Billy's been killed, uh, Danny's trying to figure out what- Abra
3: was- Kidnapped. By I was
0: kidnapped. Crow Daddy. Uh, uh, Danny managed to turn the gun to have him kill himself.
2: In the book, and then, but in the movie, he just had to crash the, the car. car. Right, yeah, so and fly out. out.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Danny's now come to pick her up and pretty much is like, Okay, I figured out a way to kill this asshole. Uh, I figured I killed everybody else. Obviously, there's some bitch coming for you. Where is one place I can go that might give us the smallest bit of help? And he decides the overlook. Because he's like, if they feed off me, me, and they like bad things, maybe they'll just eat her alive. They mm-hmm. uh, feed off
3: people like us, which means they might feed off people like her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they get there. And uh, I, I, I need to watch the film again. And either I'm gonna hate it, or I'm gonna love it. I haven't decided yet, and I'm currently in the middle of those, like, ten minutes of Overlook walking.
2: I mean, I loved seeing all the old sets, looking decrepit.
0: Me
1: too, to It was honest.
0: like I, I feel like I was slightly, like, I hated it, because I was like, it felt like fanfare, and I would have preferred those ten minutes to have gone to as I've discussed earlier, him getting over alcoholism. I don't know calling the true not the true not or giving any character another fucking name. Um but also like that that might just be like I, I'm reading the book and I know all these characters right now yeah. and I wanted to see them more. Uh
1: and but I this might... being I feel like this being a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick movie not necess- I also like, I still a little, feel like, a sequel like you, the book you should too, not but...
0: give bad guys, bad guy one, bad guy two, bad guy three, I feel like you should always give your bad guys names. Yeah. And they definitely did not do that.
1: But, like, yes, I agree with that, but that's I do saying, also- I don't know if
0: I love or hate this scene. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Half of me is in, like, fuck this scene, fuck it hard, and fuck it hard. And the other half of me was like, did you see when that light turned on and there was, like, the shadow cast? So that's my issue right now, is i I'm, like, half angry fangirl and half, like, swooning fangirl about this scene. Yeah, I, I could I agree with where. you on
1: that, yeah.
2: I I, I loved it. I, I, I absolutely loved it.
1: The hotel waking the, All the hotel
2: up. stuff. And I, and I liked, I liked, here's the thing, like, it's it's obviously way different from the book, because in the book, Overlook's not fucking there. It, got, <laughs> it done got blowed up. It got um, blowed up
0: already, and they had a...
2: But I, but I loved... The line I have to go wake it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some me too. reason that that gave really, me chills. That really resonated with me, and like that kind of idea. And like at that point, Dan has kind. Of, and it, at that point, Dan's kind of resolved himself. Like I'm probably not going to make it out of here yeah. alive. Um.
0: So what is it about like the waking it up that you you really enjoyed?
2: Um. A. It's it's kind of that resoluteness he has to it hmm b it's when he was a kid he didn't understand it but now he does and it's 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 that kind of solemnness that he has about it that i just something about i love tragic characters who sacrifice themselves baromir is my favorite character in lord of the rings love all that and i just it felt like that it felt very noble and also just full of dread and it did such a great job of setting the tone and it felt so coherent like as he's walking through and like you literally see the hotel waking up the mm-hmm. lights come on as he walks
3: in right as he as he approaches yeah the thing the thing i liked about that line and that whole sequence was there are individual ghosts that populate the overlook but yeah, then yeah. there is also the overlook which it is it its own entity right mm-hmm. there isn't uh, the, the blood getting off the elevator isn't a ghost; it's the overlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the lights, animals. right? The lights turning on, hearing the jazz music—that is the setting, and the setting is alive. Mm-hmm. It's this is a, a living, breathing entity mm-hmm. that happens to contain the souls of hundreds of, of deceased beings. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. Uh, Though, as he makes his way, as the, the hotel is waking up, he does encounter one ghost that yeah. we've had some polarizing talks about.
0: Um, uh, so, into the final confrontation. Uh, so, in the movie, as we've discussed, it, it, it's just... It's Danny and Abra. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is having to be a sequel to the Kubrick movie, the Overlook exists. Um, which, uh, you had some interesting facts, Ash, that you had mentioned earlier about them getting to the hotel.
1: Yeah. Well, no, like, I mentioned them earlier, was the fact that, like, the scenes were literally... I just wanted to pull back to that. Oh, yeah. Because we're here now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that, so, the, um... Aerial shot of them arriving, so you see the island yeah. by itself on the water, and, um... The shot of them driving yeah, up. Yeah, the shot of them driving up, the shot of the blood pouring out of the elevator, like, that was all literally the same exact scenes from the original movie, just edited to work for this, work for this movie. Which I think is interesting, the idea of using,
0: because uh, we have discussed, like, that they a different actor for Danny, a different actor for Wendy, and a different actor for Halloran, of, uh... And Jack. Well, we haven't gotten to Jack. Jack has not shown up yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, does Jack show up? The the answer is fucking
1: yes. (laughs) I mean, it's the overlook, of course, he's gonna show up.
0: Uh, And the twins are different, too. Yeah, the The twins twins. are British. Yes, I I noticed that
1: when they spoke and they had, like, a British accent. They were like, come play with us. Come play with us forever.
2: Well, I feel like they had a British accent. In the no, original.
1: they didn't.
0: I, 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 if they might have. I don't think it was that strong.
2: I feel like they did. Because, no.
0: They didn't. Uh, okay. It wasn't, it was different actors for everybody. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, so they get there, and the idea is the hotel's being woken up, and this is all happening. Um, I do appreciate, I said I have my feelings about it, um, so he's walking, the he's waking up, and then he goes to the gold room.
4: hmm
0: And we, we had a slight discussion right after the film of, like, how they could have done this scene, of, uh, he sits down and there's a single glass there.
4: hmm
0: And then you just see the hands. And... It's obvious. I think, like, everybody knew it was Jack.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Nobody was like, oh, it's Grady. Of course it's Grady. Everyone's like, no, it's Jack. You're fucking talking to your dad, who's who's been demoted to bartender. Oh, fuck.
2: He's no longer the caretaker.
0: He's the caretaker. He's he, he, He's been downgraded, and now he's the bartender. Um uh, that, that whole scene with him talking with Jack, um, I, I loved it. I loved the fact that it was, uh, you got to see an actor go from playing different versions of him. Where in the very beginning, you get the idea it's Jack and he's talking to him as he's his father.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he says, no, I'm Grady.
2: And he says, Lloyd. Lloyd.
1: Lloyd, yeah. yeah sorry, Grady's book. Lloyd's movie. It's actually his last name. What? The actor's last name is Lloyd. Huh. Danny I, Lloyd. I,
3: I, Danny's I, I, is yes.
1: It's actually no. the guy who plays it. Yeah, the, the actor who plays that character. His plays name Jack. is Danny Lloyd. Who's also the uh,
0: the young version of the dad in Haunting of Hill House.
3: No, I mean the uh, the actor who played Danny Torrance in the original Shining. His name is Danny Lloyd.
0: Uh, oh. And then the actor who plays adult Jack is also Lloyd. That's a
1: lot of So Wait, a... no, I'm wrong because that's I had the, I made that mistake earlier when we were when we were talking. I was oh. like, oh, no, it's the thing. And then you're like, no, it's the thing. I'm like, no, it's the thing. And then so yeah, yes, listeners, it wasn't the thing.
0: It was actually the thing. It wasn't the thing thing.
1: <laughs> no, so yes, Danny Lloyd played little Danny and the one of the dads in the baseball scene, and then. Yeah. The actor that we're currently talking about <laughs> was in Haunting of Hill House. He plays the, the younger version of the dad. Yeah. Yes. Um,
2: but... but it is, Henry
1: Thomas. Henry Thomas. But
2: it was just a hearkening back because in the original Shining he goes to the bar and he goes to the bartender whose name is Lloyd. Jack does. Yeah. And now Danny is at the bar and... Even though it's very clearly Jack, because they've done an extensive and laborious job of recreating Jack Nicholson's uh, unkempt appearance. Yeah. Uh, and, and now he is not calling himself Jack, even though it very clearly is Jack, he's still calling himself Lloyd. Well,
0: mm-hmm. What I found interesting is in the first half of the scene, he is kempt. He, he has, like, his hair is slicked back and stuff like that. And he's doing the Lloyd thing of being like, don't you want to drink? Drinks do this. Drinks are your medicine. They help keep the way of the world away. And Danny picks up the glass and says, uh, a man drinks, a drink drinks, and a drink drinks the man. And slides it back. And you only see the actor who's playing Jack's hand. You see the drink go up Come back down empty, and then when it pivots back to him, he's end of the movie Jack.
3: Hair in his face. The he's hair. The, the he's not yelling, out. but he's he's, a, he's more yeah. aggressive.
0: But well, this, it's, it's those two strands in front of his face, and I, I find it interesting that even a ghost version of Jack, when he drinks alcohol, being a, a man or a ghost, alcohol tilts him.
3: Um, yes. I also took it to be, um, much like what starts setting Jack off in The Shining is, um, people just not doing what he wants them to do. Mm -hmm. People having their own will. He's basically saying, Danny, you will drink this. And Danny's saying no. And Jack doesn't like being told no. And then he smacks the glass away. Yeah, and it shatters. The, The two things I find most interesting about that scene are how Danny holds the conversation one like you said he's talking to Jack as his dad but not as the ghost of his dad he's just talking to his dad he's talking to him about what happened after the overlook mom and I moved to Florida it was small but we got by and it was nice and it was comfortable he's basically saying despite everything that happened mom did her best and I had a good life and Lloyd is just Mm -hmm. not none of this matters to him um, he's looking to add another soul to the Overlook.
2: Basically. Well, and, yes. it's, and it's the same line, right? Because he says, "The you must have me confused with someone else." It's yes. the same thing that Grady Katie says. Shining, yeah. That Grady says to Jack. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. As Floyd.
2: Yeah. Well, no, as Grady. Oh but, yeah. But I'm saying it's the same lines. Yeah. It's it's yeah. basically
3: there the, is a role regardless of the face. There is a bartender role that yeah. the Overlook fills. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, if you think about it, Jack, when he was alive, was Jack, but at the end scene, when he's in the photograph. He's now part of the Overlook. He he's
0: he's a guest.
3: Well, he's been, as Grady he's been, says, you've always been here. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he be, he becomes con- like he yeah. becomes part of it. But so Danny t- talks about the life he lived after the Overlook. He talks about his mom. He talks about his mom getting sick. Um, you know, he has all of those moments. And then when he's really contemplating the drink, he's oh Jack Daniels. That was that was your drink. That was Dad's drink. I remember smelling it. It smelled like fire. That's kind of fitting, don't you think? You know, kind of foretelling what yeah. would happen to the Overlook mm-hmm. and what d- did happen in, in the book version of The Shining. Man, um, I found that really interesting. He's like, "I look, I know I'm not going to get what I want out of you, but you decided to be an avatar of my dad, so I'm going to have the conversation I want to have here." Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, what did
1: what did you feel for it, Ash? Um, I, I kind of agree with uh, Chris on that, just because it was interesting to kind of see him have the conversation with his dad that he's been wanting to have.
0: Yeah. What What I found really uh, interesting about that is like you and McGregor from the moment like he's like you have me confused with somebody else. His eyes are filled with tears. Yeah. Like He doesn't cry but you, you get that like bubbly eye like tear thing where you can tell he's
1: so vulnerable in yeah. this scene. Yeah. Because he's like he, the last time he saw his dad, his dad tried to blow up the Overlook. It didn't well, work. tried
3: to kill him no, with an axe. he tried to kill him yeah. with an axe, yeah. He didn't want him. to blow up the Overlook.
1: Yeah. Well, he wanted to keep the Overlook. Yeah. So, you know, last time he saw his dad, his dad tried to kill him with an axe, and,
0: And became know. an icicle.
1: Yeah. And took out Dick
0: Hollerand, and... Yeah,
1: so, to kind of have that scene with a ghost that has basically shown himself as his dad... Yeah. To be like, we get, moved on.
0: I, I say everything I ever wanted to say to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, like, you're here, so I'm just, I'm going to say it. Everything I wanted to say, everything that I felt because of, you know, my life. Yes, I went through alcoholism just like, fuck, you know, just like you did. Yada, yada, yada. This is your fault. And I've wanted to say this to you for years, but I couldn't.
0: Yeah. What about you, Joshi?
2: I mean, yeah, I, I, I said pretty much what I wanted to say about it. But, yeah, I mean, I I agree. And I, I, I really loved that scene. Um, the difference is, like, you know, in the book, Jack Torrance shows up, too. But in a much, much, uh, much different way.
0: Sorry. Because Just thinking about the ending because so you want to cry. Yeah.
2: Because it feels like, in the movie version, the hotel's taunting him with his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, Trying to get him... To do what, like you said, Chris, like what it wants him to do. Whereas,
3: who in the else book, would
0: you take a drink from rather than your dad?
3: Yeah, yeah, right. There's no other ghost that's going to have any impact on him, and it's not. And whereas with Jack,
2: it's not the drink that's going to entice him; it's going to be the person. Yeah. And they they even have a line there where he says, "Like I don't know where all the other guests are because they're all locked away in Danny's mind." Right. Yeah. He's locked them all in his lockbox. Well, and that's
3: arguably a secondary motive for the Overlook if it knows. If, if it has enough conscious thought to know what's going on, it's hoping
2: if he gets drunk it'll open up all the boxes yeah. and then it gets back all the souls that it's lost
4: yeah
2: but the opposite is Jack Torrance saves his son's life in the book because mm. there's uh, you know we I just we just read it all together but like the you know the, it's a much different conflict in the book but it's still, the idea is Abra and Jack, or Abra and Dan versus Rose, but Abra doesn't, can't be there physically, so she has to astral project, or however you want mm-hmm. to phrase it, but it's the spirit of Jack Torrance that saves his son's life in the book, and...
0: Because I remember when we were discussing The Shining Ash, when we got yeah. to the end, and uh, neither you or M had read the book, and I was discussing how, in the end of the book, how Jack takes the mallet, to himself, he smashes in his own face. He breaks his own knees. Uh, pretty much, he he is choosing to destroy the vessel that the Overlook has because he's aware he can't permanently fight this. Yeah, Yeah, I,
3: I can't deny this greater will. But I, but can, I can hobble myself to so that. Yes. But I can hinder it. Yeah.
0: But yeah. that idea of where he says, "Like Doc, I love you," smiles at Wendy takes the mallet, and smashes his own face in. Uh, it, it's so different than the Kubrick version of just, yeah, Take your medicine! Actually, uh, they never say the
2: take your medicine oh, line in the Kubrick version. But they
0: say it in the movie.
2: They did. They brought it in. I think that was just mm-hmm. a nod to the shining.
0: Yeah. To, uh, the, to, the, <clears> to
2: the king <throat> version.
0: Uh, so, that's a
2: that's a recurring line in the king version
0: so as uh all this is happening he finally hears abra say like she's here
2: yeah Rose the hat shows up
0: um I I will admit like as much as she's a despicable character I loved her walk through yeah
2: when she sees the blood come out and she just right. smiles at it
0: yeah and she it, it it's almost that idea of like she's so evil and this place is so evil it's like a warm blanket to her it's mm-hmm.
3: strange the blood normally gets off on the third floor. <laughs>
0: She, she looks so comfortable in the Overlook. Yeah.
2: Until?
0: Well, even she's uncomfortable in the Overlook. She's uncomfortable in Danny's mind. Uh, and she gets there and I, I fucking love the fact that the typewriter Is was delirious. there.
1: Yeah.
2: That was pretty great.
3: That and she, nice.
0: like, touches it and I just remember being like,
2: uh, oh, and the chair
3: chairs right there with it mm-hmm. tilted over. It's as if nobody had touched that room since he chases Wendy up the yeah. staircase.
0: Yeah. I I love that, that freezing of like how we discuss the film takes place right after the shining, where the overlook just it stayed. It, it stayed from that moment and nothing in it has changed. And I I love that. That characteristic of the overlook, yeah, of it just—it's stopped. Yeah. And it's decayed and it's gotten a little older, but that was the moment it went pause, mm-hmm. and waited.
3: Well, you've got um, uh, the groundskeeper and the caretaker both died, yeah, in a a murder. Suicide, I guess you would call Jack freezing to death, um, and the wife and son had barely escaped their lives. I don't think you reopen during the 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 tourist season, uh, but yeah. Oh, it, and the
0: chef was found
1: dead in the right. entry hall
0: with an accident. But uh, yeah,
3: um, now the thing I find, I don't know, dissatisfying isn't necessarily the right word. Um, we don't get any further than that room for the fight itself it really all happens on that staircase in their minds and um you think the fight's going and and abra fit virtually nothing to do with it at all it's just danny and rose
0: uh yeah so uh uh she rose gets there and then uh she gets transported what looks like into the hedge maze like straight out of the end of the shining mm-hmm. which
2: is Danny's mind palace as we yes. talked about right. earlier.
0: Um and, and uh oh sorry. Oh and Rose's or not Rose Abra's kind of running around Yeah. Play,
2: playing Danny yeah. to Rose's Jack.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Cuz it's
3: a parallel between the end yeah. of Rose is stalking Abra. Abra's running through, always somehow one corner ahead of her. her. And, then and so if, uh, Rose is literally following her footprints in the snow.
0: Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. And then uh, they get to this long corridor and uh, Abra, having her knife from the murder of the baseball boy, starts running across and taking swipes at her, her legs. Her legs, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, it's not a corridor. It's the center of the maze.
0: It's the center of the maze. Okay, yeah. I didn't actually get that. It was yeah, the because it's maze.
3: got it's got avenues on on all
0: sides. Oh, you're right. And there's
2: benches with lights. Yeah, so and that's where center. that's where Wendy and Danny were in The Shining. Yeah. in the movie. Right. So
0: Abra is just running and slicing and slicing and slicing, and uh, finally Rose gets her mm-hmm. by the throat. And uh, we, we had a small conversation about this. Yeah,
2: Chris, do you want to explain? Uh, <laughs> What this, happens? Yes, this, this was a fantastic uh With
0: the box.
2: description. Oh,
3: I love this. Oh, yes. And I'm calling it now um, Best Cosplay of 2020. Uh, I call dibs. But so, uh, so Abra is attacking Rose from all sides. Rose starts to figure out what the pattern is, starts listening for her to come up behind her, and grabs her by the throat. Yeah. Lifts her in the air with super strength. Mm-hmm. And is strangling her, and the idea is, I've got you now. You know, I'm going to eat your your steam. I've got you. And then she she's having this conversation with poor Abra in the air. She starts to realize you're not Abra at all. The camera now cuts to behind Abra, so you can see um, Rose's face, and you can see behind Rose coming in from off camera, slowly <laughs> shuffling is one of the lock boxes from Danny's mind. Yeah, it's literally A vertical on its side. Do- Door swung open and it's just shuffling, <laughs> waddling.
0: Like, I think it's more a waddle. It's, yeah,
2: it's literally a, a part of the castle from Beauty and the Beast.
0: What? It's yes. the wardrobe? It's,
2: it's the it's the wardrobe. I would also.
3: I
0: went with it was a mimic from D and I'm like, this is the greatest little fucking mimic.
3: Think, like, if Danny DeVito was the penguin and Batman Returns (laughs) was somehow eight feet
2: tall.
0: (laughs) Also a box.
2: I wish wish those of you listening could see the movement Chris is doing right now. It's hilarious. Uh, It's just... It's hysterical.
3: And... She so Rose puts together as like this is this was the whole plan is like this box is gonna <laughs> sneak up behind her and grab her. This
4: she giant realizes in box. one fell
3: swoop, one, you're not Avra, two, gotcha bitch with the <laughs> box, like you're not getting me, and snaps out of Danny's mind. Um and then proceeds to Danny this whole time so all this is all happening in Danny's mind. This whole time Danny has had a fireman's axe in and his hand. Just
0: standing there. Mm-hmm. Just
3: standing there. So now they've Oh, they've both snapped out of Danny's mind. Abra, who's done in the real world and in the, the Mind Palace, literally nothing. No, Danny I think, turns to I think her, it
0: was Abra in Danny's mind. No, because
3: it, when Rose captures her and is holding her, she's like, wait, you're not Abra.
0: Well, she says, we're not... Like, this, isn't not your your mind. this isn't your head. This isn't your mind. It's Abra in Danny's okay. mind. Because yeah. he's... Uh, she actually projects into it.
1: Yeah, he's
3: for sure.
0: Abra has asked her to project it into Danny's mind while well, Danny is taking deep, deep care to shuffle the
1: box. <laughs> Danny is the box. Danny is the box.
3: So anyway, so now that they've snapped back out of Danny's mind, Danny says, fuck it. Uh, Abra, run. And He just does this, this overhead fireman, you know, swing with the
0: axe. Well, no, no, he doesn't overhead fireman no. swing with it. There's, like, five minutes of fucking dialogue.
3: Yeah, but, Where, I mean... where
0: Danny... I mean, obviously... We go back to this with Billy. Obviously, she's the fucking reason why your only best friend... Your only friend in the entire world is dead. Your only friend, Danny, is dead. And you let this fucking bitch... Talk to you and try to hit on you for five fucking minutes while just switching your hands with what sides holding the axe.
2: Yeah, the the I didn't get the the grip changes as a there were so many grip changes as a fight choreographer. There were so many grip changes. Reason for that,
0: and and she's just talking. She's just talking and kind
1: of hitting on him. I don't say it's it's. yeah, the whole, like, where have you been all my life? And well, like... yeah,
3: because he would either have been a great turn or a you know, great meal, one or the mm-hmm. other. But, yeah. but long but... story short, he, he he goes after her with the axe. If I remember correctly, he does hit her, but it's not... But it's a glancing tra- I mean, blow. Yeah, no. She, 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 he yeah, gets in the, gets the shoulder. shoulder.
0: No, he gets in her shoulder. It's right, in but she's her...
3: able to then pull it out,
0: yeah. well, flip it
3: on him and stab him in the ephemeral artery in his thigh. Well,
0: the idea is... Uh, has shown oh, and then before? she...
3: Froze him with the axe because she's got super
2: strength now.
0: Well, the idea is she inhaled the last two canisters of steam.
2: So she's like super. So sure. she
0: she's her ultimate form. Um, like Ash, what did you really think of? As a villain, you've lost everyone. Just start hitting on your enemy. I don't
2: think she's really. Oh no! I think I, I
0: think if at any point Danny would have been like, "Yeah, I'll join you," she would have been like, "Cool, I'm gonna fucking turn your ass." Yeah.
1: I so again having really liked the villain in this film <laughs> and watching her progress from, "Oh, I'm just eating children's steam to live," and then like Them watching artery hitting. Well, not necessarily like not even getting to that yet, but the whole like feeling all of her family die, like when she's on yeah. the, the top of the RV and she's just screaming in agony as they're all dying. Yeah. And that kind of being her... Tipping point. Her tipping point of, you just fucking killed my entire family. You're going down. Um, But now fast forward to femoral already scene. Um, I, I kind of see it as... She's toying with her dinner. Like, it's a cat and a mouse. Like, I'm pawing at the mouse, and I'm pawing at the mouse, and I'm, you're such a cute little mouse. You're such a cute little mouse. Oh, fuck, it's on. Yeah. yeah. See, I But I getting... also, like, oh, go yeah, like, I also do kind of get the whole, like... You're an alpha. Yeah, you're an alpha. I could use you.
0: Yeah, of, of that idea of, like, I've lost all of the rest of the knot... You obviously are an adult man with a shit ton of steam. If I turn you, I have a partner. Yeah. I have a mate. Yeah. In a way that, like, Crow Daddy never, like, as much as she loved Crow Daddy, he was never, like, on her level.
2: Not even close. He, yeah. It,
0: either in the book or the movie, he, he's loyal and he loves her and she can use him. Or I think in that moment, uh, where, like, in the book... It's, it's very well stated. She doesn't ever want, in like, tempt the idea of turning Abra, because Abra's more powerful than her.
1: Yeah.
2: And she can't and she, have someone more powerful than her. Just, she says that in the movie, too. Yeah. She
0: can't have a woman. I, I don't think, think
2: it matters, gender. She can't have anyone more powerful than
0: Well, her. I feel like she'd be turning Jack, or Danny, because she could control Danny in her mind with sex. Or with that beautiful body. Which, I'm sorry, is a damn beautiful body. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, what she
3: taunts him with in the movie is she says, "You'll never have a hangover again." You can yeah, you can she's drain. like, "You can be an alcoholic again." Basically. Yeah,
0: you yeah. can be an alcoholic. There's no limits.
3: A... You can be what you can do whatever, whatever
2: you... you want.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, I think in that moment, if Danny would have agreed, she would have turned Danny.
1: Yeah,
2: she definitely would have. Yeah,
0: because for her, it's it's a win-win. It's we can kill Abra together. Yeah, and I now have a good partner. Um, but then. Yeah, she, uh, ends up getting Danny, and it's, uh, I think the first and only time we ever see, of course, this doesn't happen in the book, uh, but, uh, them taking steam from an adult.
3: Yeah. hmm And he's not dead. No. Well, no, but, you remember, You don't take steam they... from an adult. dead. You well, take him as their- Well, in the movie, they did take it from
2: Grandpa after he died. Yes,
3: that's, but that's true. that's,
0: that's, I think it's because he's part of the true knot.
2: But, 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 but. I mean, they did take steam from an adult, because they took it from Grandpa Flick, but you do see, you do see them, like, as they're, as she's torturing Danny, it's the same as when they're torturing the child. Yeah. And it's probably some kind of Pennywise it thing where steam's just better when it's from a child, just like they
3: taste yeah. better when they're afraid. I Maybe mean, got the
0: glinty, bull, like, bullshit but, eyes.
1: Or it but could did, be
3: that they're shining is strong, stronger when they're a kid. This is yeah. the best the steam will ever taste. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're yeah. But
1: case. she does kind of have that moment of, like, when she's... It like, tastes like whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Did you and notice? she's just like, oh my god, it tastes amazing. Did yeah. you
2: notice that the steam, when it came out of his mouth, had, like, a yellowish hue to it?
1: Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm.
2: white. It wasn't pure white.
1: No, I didn't notice that.
2: Like, it was... Like, it was... And she said something about steam being corrupted and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. maybe, like, all the years of alcoholism... Like, his steam isn't pure. Yeah. So, like, when she's... Yeah. When... Like, it literally has, like, a yellowish hue to it.
0: Huh.
2: <laughs> almost yeah. like cigarette, like, stains. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Danny releases...
2: All the lockboxes. And uh, all the ghosts of the Overlook. Uh,
0: all of... Uh, that... This was an interesting decision... I'm, I'm curious of how it came to be because it had Lily the Ghost of the Overlook like reaching underneath her skin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: I was kind of like okay.
2: I mean it was a cool visual.
0: It was a very cool visual. I'm not quite sure how they got there was cool looking i'm 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 like
2: you mean I, how they arrived at that decision is that what yeah yeah i was like, gonna say well the fingers got there because they took them, <laughs> them into See, the what they did was and... they just shoved the fingers in her face
3: uh,
0: and... uh how they arrived at the decision to not just have them well but also this, this is something that actually legitimately bothered me is the ghost started taking steam mm-hmm yeah, that Where they were kind of doing the uh, which which was a little uncomfortable. Uh, deeply. I don't even want to say a little. Deeply. Deeply uncomfortable. The most deeply uncomfortable is uh, when, when they're killing the baseball boy, it kind of turns into gyrating. When it was like her and Crow Daddy as they were like doing the steam, they were kind of getting their groove on and it was a little bit of that, oh yes. Oh yeah. And I was like, Please, can we not be dry humping while there's also an image of a, like, bloody child?
2: Well, in the book, they say the steam, like, makes them, like, horny. Yeah, but
0: they wait till fucking after they're done murdering to fuck. Where I was half expecting, like, dead child blood orgy on top of the kid.
2: It probably happened. But Mike Mike Flanagan's a classy bitch and he didn't show up. um, uh,
0: but the ghosts kind of were getting that, like, how? How? And I was like, okay.
2: Well, they're they're being brought back to life. It's, I'm assuming yeah. that feels pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it feels like a, I don't know.
2: But then they turn on Danny. Mm.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
2: And now Danny's just like his dad. Again! He <sighs> even has the axe and the limp. They did the limp on purpose. That's why she stabbed him in the in, the, in the the arm. Just so he could have the limp just like mm-hmm. his daddy did.
0: Uh, and then he, he chases her down. We finally get the carpet. Every scene I went through, every time they turned the corner, I'm like, where's the carpet?
2: They did the carpet a few times. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they only did. did the
0: carpet once.
2: No, they did it Twice. a few times.
0: Yep. Was it twice? Twice. I know it wasn't a few times. It was like once or twice. I His reading. initial
3: walkthrough, you see it once, and then uh, when he's chasing her, you see it. Because I don't think when she gets up to the landing, she has to get across the wood floor to get to now that side yeah. of the building has that carpet.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I remember just being like, all right, what are you just do?
3: Now she just happens to choose room two thirty seven. There was, I mean, if, if there was literally like the the hallways blocked, there's a ghosting way. First door on the left. Okay, she just has every room in the entire fucking hotel that well, I a like like looked like they were closing
0: in on her to to her to go to that room. Uh, it because didn't feel it, like
3: it to me. It felt like she was just like, I passed 30 doors that I could have gone in. I'm going to go in this one.
0: Well, a she bit one uh, one hallway and there hallway a there were the twins. Mm-hmm. And then she walked down another hallway and there was Derwin. And then she walked down the last hallway and there was Grady and Derwin. And they both started moving towards her. And the only door that was open was the one right in front of her.
3: Well, no, Jack... The door or... wasn't open. She checked the door. She the, the only door she ever checked was 237. She if went she had in checked into the, that one. But the door was shut. She she goes and she checks. Yeah. So it's unlocked and she goes in. She's not like she checked every door along the way. Like, but, locked, but, locked, 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 unlocked. Okay. But that
0: was the door that was closest, like, directly in front of her. Because I felt but like... But she could
3: have kept running. There was nothing blocking her at that Well, point. yeah, there
0: was. There was Derwin and Horace... They were on the opposite sides of the ho- of the hallway because that was the idea. Was Danny was chasing her kind of? It, it it felt like they were bottlenecking her.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were kind of leading her that direction. Okay, and but... they were
0: on opposite ends of the ho- of the hallway, so she didn't want to run past them. It
2: was just that kind of. As soon as the door opens, you're like, "Well, we know what room it is." Yeah, yeah. Do. And you then, don't course... have to
0: slowly close and it. And then what the door closes,
2: way? and we're like, "Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah." Because of, of course, where else is she going to go?
0: Right. Um, I I did find the the scene with her and Danny in the room a little.
2: It was the end of The Shining. Yeah, yeah. it was literally the end of the book. The, the Shining.
0: entire last bit of Doctor Sleep is just the end of The Shining. Yeah, he he can't kill the girl he loves. Oh, you're my you're my child, my my ward run, child, and now I'm going to hobble my way, and she's going to be like, you forgot about the boiler, and he's going to run down to the boiler. Well, so
3: he's still possessed at that point when he goes down there, mm. and he reaches for the to shut off the boiler valve, and then, and he, then he fights it off.
0: Which is the same thing Jack does yeah. in The Shining. And then he just well, kneels
2: in front of it. Well, what's funny is, in the book, that's that moment where he goes to reach for the boiler and doesn't do it doesn't happen, because by that point he's killed himself with the rope mallet. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, he physically can't turn it. He's,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, but like no, in the book, like he just doesn't get there in time, oh. and it just blows up before he gets there. And the 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 voice of the hotel is saying it mustn't happen, it mustn't, it mustn't. And he goes, and then it blows really? up before he gets there. Um, but that exact, almost the exact camera shot is the same one from the miniseries. Yeah, that's my biggest complaint about the difference between the movie and the book of Doctor Sleep is that the ending moment with Danny going to turn the valve off and not doing it is lifted directly from the miniseries. Like, whether Flanagan meant to do it or not, as a nod, I think it's lazy. Because it's I, exactly
0: Also, though, Stephen King has said he loves the ending of the miniseries. Well, of
2: course he did. He yeah. wrote it. <laughs> but what I'm saying
0: it. is is the ending of Dr. Sleep, I feel like he was like, Wait Flanagan, write the first two-thirds of this film. Have fun. I've already written watching. the last third. I've written the last third, and it's pretty much going, Fuck you, Kubrick! The hotel's going up. Like, we're gonna have Danny have the Jack moment that I fucking wanted before you just have take out all this shit. Like, I felt like the last third of that film was just Stephen King going, Fuck you!
2: I would love at the end of the credits, when the special thanks roll up, and then at the very end, special no thanks to Stanley <laughs> Kubrick. <King. laughs>
0: Special fuck you, Kubrick.
3: So there was one thing in the book that wasn't in the movie, and that was this idea that there is one particular box that is of special importance. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah,
0: so we, we've gone through uh, the, the movie. So in the book, uh, like we, we've we discussed, uh, the True Knot has the measles. They think is yeah. gonna save them. Um, in the book, they decide to do a very similar thing they do with the ambush of Abra's going to stay at home uh, with John Lucy and David and Billy and Danny are going to go and pretty much Abra at this point has pissed off Rose so hard that Rose has agreed to meet her alone
2: and she's kind of blinded by rage
0: yeah and uh, Danny goes to meet Conchetta and Abra's
2: great grandmother
0: Finds out that all this stuff's happening. uh, And they start to go towards Denver. And at this point in the book, I got deeply, deeply, deeply terrified. Because Danny sees flies on his face.
2: On his own face.
0: And um, I I gasped. I girlishly, like, gasped. Because I was just like, Don't you take away my Danny! My Danny's skin's okay. He's gone so far! I was... So not okay for the last like hundred pages of this book. Um
2: but it's okay.
0: Yeah. Because so so they get there and uh they, they get a, a mannequin.
2: Yes, they get a doll. That to looks pretend too, that to be vaguely like Abra.
0: Who is not Abra in the movie, it is a blonde girl with pigtails. Uh and they get there and Danny is having really bad stomach pain. Uh the Overlook, of course, does not exist. And, uh, they've managed to agree to sequester all the true not in a room. And then they're going to meet, uh, Rose. And Rose has a little sneaky girl off in the corner with a sickle.
2: Because she's a champion of communist ideals.
0: (laughs) I mean, she's like a quiet nobody. That
2: would be the... Part of the proletariat.
0: Uh... And you, I, I, honestly, I thought this was such a disturbing scene in the book, where uh, pretty much they, they're discussing the when he gets to the hotel. Uh, he releases Derwin because he releases all his boxes. Uh, Mrs. Massey is just turned into dust.
2: She's just starved to death, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a, a darker box. And uh, for some odd reason, I was like, is he gonna go, like, Jack Torrance Werewolf? Like, is this dark box, like, his
1: rage?
2: No. It was the dying breath of an old Italian woman.
0: Uh, About as good as a werewolf's rage. So he takes, he
2: literally takes Conchetta's dying steam breath.
1: And kills all the, all of them but Rose. Yes,
2: she, she, and he... He basically unleashes the box from his mind and sprays them all with Conchetta's dying breath. Because they're already sick, they just drop like flies. Mm-hmm. So much for the true knot. And... Which, you know, so it's... There's a vague similarity between what Danny does in the movie and in the book in that sense, that he uses the his yeah. lock boxes to...
0: To take the out people. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's Jack Torrance's ghost that kills Rose the Hat.
0: Well, he doesn't kill her. He He gives... Danny and Abra a chance. And,
2: when he, and he put he he knocks her he knocks her out. He doesn't knock her out. He like disrupts her trying to yeah. make Danny kill himself. Yeah, when long enough for Abra to come back and
0: they they push her off a ledge and she dies.
2: She lands on her neck, snapping it. And Rose, the hatless, because her hat falls off, dies.
0: Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, it's Jack waving to Danny, and both me and Ash were like cuddling kind of pillows, <laughs> like crying. Uh, also, they did a weird thing in the movie where they don't say, like, where she's like, oh, you think I'm the last of the true not? Yeah. And I was like, but why? Are you making a doctor sleep, too? Like, it it just felt so, like, just saying I'm the yeah. last.
2: We get The Shining, then we get Doctor Sleep, and then we get Mr. Personality. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah.
3: Doctor Sleep. Doctor slept.
0: No Sleep! Doctor No Sleep! Doctor
2: Slept.
3: <laughs>
0: doctor Slept.
1: Alright, uh, let's go through and, uh, oh, do so we have any more freaky facts? We do, we have, uh, at least one more freaky fact. Okay. i Let's do this one, because this one I actually found kind of interesting. Um, so, I re- remember way back when we all, like, the three of us kind of discussed if they were to make a new Shining. Yeah, who we, we'd, we cast Who we'd cast it. as yeah. Jack. So, these are the people that were considered to be cast as older Danny. Oh, Ian McGregor, who obviously got the cast. What? <laughs> Dan Stevens. Interesting. Oh. Chris Evans.
2: Yeah. Two builds. I think we. I think that was one of our nitpicks.
1: Chris no, Evans. I think that was.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that was Chris.
0: Wasn't that yours, Chris? For Evans? for a new Jack. Um,
2: uh, maybe I can't remember. I did like
3: the idea of subverting somebody who you wouldn't expect to be. In that role Cause yeah. I
0: went with Ryan Reynolds for it For yeah. Jack
2: And uh Anyway
0: Matt Smith No No And Jeremy Renner Huh I just think Jeremy Renner doing a good job with
2: it
0: Yeah Dan Stevens I feel like As pretty as Ewan McGregor is Dan Stevens is not
2: even,
0: not even a beard can make him look scruffy He's so
2: <laughs> Well he had a lot of beard was the
0: beast. <laughs> Sorry, I just went to a happy place where it's Dan Stevens with the beard singing. <laughs> uh,
1: McGregor ended up being cast with Stevens' blessing. Aww. Uh, all
0: right, let's go around. And let's give a. I don't think we can rate the book because only the two of us have fully yeah. read it. Uh, but we do a one to five rating. So, Chris, what would you rate the movie? Doctor Sleep slept. No sleeps. Uh,
3: I'd give it a three and a half. Um, I enjoyed it. I felt like some things felt rushed. I think that um, Ewan McGregor does a great job. I think the actress who plays uh, uh, Abra Abra. Abra does a great job. Um, I think Rose was really well done. Um, I just think that uh, they could have tightened some things up a little bit. They could have fleshed some things out a little bit more. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed it, and I think everyone should see it, so three and a half.
1: Ashy slashy. Um, I think I'm going to go with a three and a half as well. Okay. Um, I did enjoy it. Uh, having not, or having to kind of, like, recall back to The Shining and all that, it was kind of interesting to kind of see it a little modernized. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... There were a few things that I kind of wished happened that didn't happen, like, I was kind of hoping that we would get a little bit more, um, ties into the miniseries as well as the Kubrick film. Like, I was yeah. really hoping that there would at least be a nod to the hedge animals, like, if they were... So happy there wasn't. Like, just kind of, like, disembodied bits of hedge animals. I could sleep tonight because there wasn't. <laughs> um... I was very tempted in the theater to be like,
0: oh, I think I saw
1: a hedge will move, Ella. But I didn't. Suddenly I was
0: on the ceiling, <laughs> with, like the cat <laughs> from Princess and the Frog. <laughs> um,
1: but I definitely did enjoy the casting. I enjoyed the effects. Obviously, I think I let out a just a glorious uh when I saw the hand effect, because... Mike to get and those hand effects. I just love them so much. I feel
0: like he, he either really has a fetish for hands or a deep hatred of hands. I can't pick. I, I don't care what hands. it is.
1: <laughs> God I don't, damn, what, are
2: you, what are you good for anyways?
1: I don't care what it is. It's beautiful. Right. I mean, he
2: might have a fetish for hands. What with that, and then in Haunting of Hill House, his wife is always wearing gloves. And...
0: Eh, yeah, something weird. Alright, what about you, Josh? Um, oh, I'm...
2: I'm torn. Um... It's really hard because we just read the book. We literally just read the book. Um it's hard for me to separate it because it's still kinda fresh in my mind. But I think I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Um I I mean, I liked it. Performances all around, fantastic. It's shot beautifully, the like some of the sequences were just stupendous. I just the ending bothered me a lot. Um, not even because, like, I was like, because I'm, I'm a book purist, just pacing-wise, and the fact that it was literally the end of the Book of the Shining, just with different names, bothered me a lot. Um, so I, I'd give it a three. It was. I, I felt like it was kind of a little too much sizzle, a little, needed a little more steak.
0: Um, I, I feel like I'm gonna shock everyone, including myself. I'm gonna give it a four. I never give higher scores. I'm an angry... Every
1: once in a while you give a high score. I do, and and I'm not... This is your, like, one high score. Yeah, this is my one high score.
0: Um, I'm not doing it based off the book. I'm I'm really looking strictly at the Kubrick movie. Uh, The Kubrick movie has massive issues with pacing, uh, stuff seems rushed, it doesn't flow, but I, I have to go for giving it a four simply for being a film... Going with it's the sequel to The Shining, um, I feel like the homages, looking back on it, were shown lovingly, um, for if I had never ever read the book, Billy's death would have been, like, oh my god, this poor guy, just, like, he's so emotionally battered, he's not even, like, registering the death of his best friend. Um... Because God knows, like, Jack Torrance had such a wide array of feelings. <laughs> uh, annoyed and pissed. Uh, but In the Kubrick version. In the, oh, I'm, talk, I'm talking about as a sequel yeah. to the Kubrick. Uh, but I, I loved the ending. Um, I felt like it was deserved. I felt like everything that happened at the end felt earned. Which is a hard thing to do, especially in horror. So, I'm going to give it a four. It's also going to just be like, a fucking love the film. <laughs> um, next week, we are going to be doing uh, the Russian Sleep Experiment. I am so excited for this one. I am really, really excited. Uh, I pray I do not end up with bruises from this one, because I'm feeling I'm going to get smacked a shit ton, or at least a lot of fuck you bitch texts.
1: Well, no, I, I've listened to it. I listened to Creepy talk about it and read it, and it's, it, it messed with my head, but I think I, I walked away from listening to it okay.
0: Okay, I have a short film to show you
1: now. Now, prepare, I, I think we might need to rebuild the, the pillow suit from Lights Out. <laughs> oh my god, this is, why do I do this to myself?
0: Um, I'd like to give a massive thank you to Chris and Josh for being on the podcast tonight and spending an exorbitant amount of hours discussing King. Thank you guys so much. You're you are very
3: welcome.
0: Uh, we will both repay you by being amazing wives. And oh, is we, that how
3: that happens? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and oh. also we have legally binding contracts saying mm, you're That stuck. is true, yeah. Yeah. So, uh. I signed it. Suck it out, buttercup. Uh, you can, like I said, uh, you can also check out Chris and Josh on their own social medias and follow them. Um, Ash, do you
1: want to give them the spiel? Yep. You can check the lovely sirens of horror out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're a pigeon? <laughs>
0: That's what no. siren sound. It confuses <laughs> people enough to go so, check it out. Ella
1: and I can both communicate <laughs> with pigeons, apparently. Yes. I'm
0: a pigeon talker. I am the weird lady from... <laughs> You're too high-pitched. <laughs> Why are we doing this on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'm tired. <laughs> We're supposed to be signing off. Um. Anyway.
0: You our can check... listeners
1: like it. Yes. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please do check out our Patreon and support us. You will also get awesome gifts, like stickers and...
0: Voting for films. Voting for
1: films and shoutouts. So please, please. Alms. Alms Alms for for the poor. poor.
0: Uh, No, seriously. Any uh, amount of money helps us greatly. Uh, We live in Los Angeles. Rent is shit. (laughs) Uh, Please help us. Uh, We love you guys so much. We have such a great community. uh, And we really appreciate you guys. Uh, We will be coming out next week with our Christmas schedule, Mm -hmm. too. Um, So check that out. And as always.
1: Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. Check y'all out next week.